Hi, Smooches. On this episode, we're joined by Danielle Jackson, author of The Accidental Pinup. If you're listening to this episode on the day it's uploaded, we are one week away from the release of the book about a black plus-size boudoir photographer who unexpectedly becomes the model for her friend's lingerie line. The photographer capturing her in latex and lace is her hot professional rival. We asked Danielle about the inspiration for the book with some detours about Nora Roberts and Grey's Anatomy, and we played Would You Rather. To hear more of Danielle, head over to her podcast, Fresh Fiction, and pre-order or pick up the novel. Hi, Meg. Hi, Liz. We are here with the wonderful Danielle Jackson, who has a book coming out that we got Yay. to read early called The Accidental Pinup. How are you, Danielle? Good. Thank you both so much for having me here. I'm so excited. I'm a big fan of your podcast. So this is this is a Thank dream. You. I love it. Flattery will get you everywhere, my mm-hmm. friend. So. <laughs> so I saw the cover of this book mm-hmm. and immediately was like, I have to have it. So yeah. So um, first, maybe you could tell us a little bit about the book and the inspiration behind it and then this cover, because I'm curious how much of how involved you were in the process. Yes. Okay. These are all great questions. Get ready for me probably to go on 500 tangents. Um, Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) But so the book is The Accidental Pinup. Fun fact, that has been the title from the start. Um, It never changed. And every, like at every point I could ask my editor, I was like, are you, are we sure about this? You don't want to, you don't want to change this, but everyone's like, no, we love it. So I was like, okay, cool. We'll go with it. Um, It is great. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. I appreciate that so much. Um, But yeah, so it's a book about a plus sized um, black boudoir and pinup photographer. And she finds herself in front of the camera instead of the one taking pictures um, in a sexy uh, body positive body body inclusive, um, just absolutely dreamy lingerie ad campaign. Uh, and the person that they hire to take her photos is her biggest professional rival. Um, and he has his own reasons for kind of needing and wanting creative control over the photo shoot, which she initially thought that she was going to have. And, uh, of course shenanigans ensue (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. and they, they fall in love along the way. (laughs) Yeah. And so I don't know, the, the inspiration behind this book is one that's been percolating in my mind for a very long time. And I think a lot of debut authors say this when like kind of that their book that finally makes it through is kind of the one, but I've always loved photography. Um, I was a photo editor of my high school yearbook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was kind of the photo nerd. Like I was the lab aide my senior year and was like, you know, in there helping people like uh, the younger students develop their photos. So that's always been really important. I'm really into not just body positivity, but really body acceptance and body Mm -hmm. inclusivity because, you know, a bigger body doesn't necessarily mean you're unhealthy and a thin body doesn't necessarily mean you are healthy. I think, you know, and and there's medical backing to prove all of that. So Mm -hmm. that's always been something. So it was important to me to have a fuller figure lead character. 
Um, it's set in Chicago, which is the city that I've grown up outside of my entire life. My dad grew up in Chicago. My, I, we used to go visit my grandma. She lived right in Hyde Park. We could walk to the Museum of Science and Industry. Uh, oh. Yeah, you know, and so uh, personally, so I'm like thinking of all these things. Personally, I am in an interracial relationship. So it's just like all of these little threads from throughout my entire mm-hmm. life um, kind of percolated down into the accidental pinup. <laughs> yeah. I want to go back to the fact that you mentioned Chicago because yeah. the book felt like such a big, the city felt like such a big character in yeah. the book. Mm-hmm. Huh? And I love seeing it through Cassie's eyes and her mm-hmm. unique take on it and the lighting and her fixation on yeah. objects and cool locations and then just them getting to experience the mm-hmm. city together I was mm-hmm. really into <laughs> and and I'm also in an interracial marriage so yeah. I appreciated reading I, I sent Meg a picture of one part where mm-hmm. where Reed was like Reed doesn't isn't sure why they have such a problem mm, yep. with Cassie. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. I know why they have such a big problem with Cassie. Why doesn't really? he? Yeah, it is. It, and I mean, not verbatim or anything, but like I've definitely had experiences with my husband and even my husband's family, but even friends, like people who I've known for years and I'll be, you know, and and just the things that I as a black woman have like noticed mm-hmm. other people noticing is wild and then when I start to point it out they're like oh this happens all the time and I was Mm -hmm. like yes it does uh yeah so yeah that's really cool to hear um and Chicago I mean I the the neighborhood that I chose in Chicago is called River North that is it's a real neighborhood um a lot of the big landmarks that pop up in the book are real places I kind of you know I mean there are going to be Chicagoans who are going to be like that isn't where you said it is or (laughs) the way they got there doesn't quite make sense but you know it is this kind of fantasy Chicago I put quotes fantasy around fantasy Chicago in my mind uh but yeah I mean it's it's such a good city it's such a fun city to like grow up near and um and just there's always something to do there's always something going on so cool I'm glad you guys enjoyed it too Lenny Kaufman was the cover illustrator right yes so the the story behind the cover is you know, I mean, so I worked in publishing before I started writing really seriously. And so I kind of went into it being like, they're just gonna do the cover. Like I'm not even going to have input, but I was really lucky. Berkeley is my publisher. And they did ask like, are there covers you like, are there covers you don't like? Um, I knew writing contemporary at this moment in time, I was going to have an illustrated cover. It was <laughs> right. just inevitable. Um, and they, they did ask if I had any artists I like, and I mean, Lenny Kaufman, who has done such amazing work. Um, she's done Olivia Dade's covers mm-hmm. and Mimi Love Griggs's it. covers. I mean, just so many um, amazing, amazing, beautiful color uh, covers. And what I love about her style is that it's so detailed, like the backgrounds usually have stuff going on in them. Mm-hmm. I just, I think it's so cool and great. I don't know. I don't have, I was like, what's a better word than cool, but it is cool. Um, and it makes them stand out. And so mm-hmm. she was at the top of my list and I was just really, really, I was like floored when they started sending over even just the sketches without color. You know, it was just yeah. like, oh, she's such, she's an artist. I mean, she really is. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was really, it was really great. Like there were a few 
like little tweaks that I had here and there, like her bandana in the book, like the bandana really is, is like bright red that she, she kind of ties her hair up in Mm -hmm. on the cover. It's more pinkish, but that red curtain in the back of the cover is just like the perfect, like way to make her pop off of the page. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, let's just make it like, I was like, take it as red as you can, (laughs) but I understand you need to keep it. There's some difference there. Um, and then I'm trying to think of what was the other thing we kind of went back and forth on. Uh, oh, it was the bat, like the background. They kind of had just a, a blank cover, um, like a, just one solid color, I mean. And mm-hmm. I was like, could we do like a sunset or a sunrise, like something to give dimension? And as soon as they did that with, and there were a bunch of different options and we all kind of just whittled down to the one we liked the best. And, and that was that, it was really fun. It was, I think it was a little bit more collaborative than usual, but I, Hmm. like I said, I do have kind of that background in publishing. So I kind of, I do know I were, I was a publicist. I wasn't like a graphic Hmm. designer in publishing or anything, but I do know what to look for. I do know what like pops out on shelf. So, um, I think that was helpful, but yeah, I mean, I could not have asked for a better first cover ever (laughs) like experience it was really it was really wonderful from start to finish so Meg I want to hear your thoughts on this but I personally have illustrated cover fatigue except when (laughs) I see ones that have so much detail and that embrace the sexiness of the genre as opposed to making it very cartoony very like you you have no idea of the heat level of this book based on right. the cover. And I feel <laughs> How like the, spicy are we talking yeah. here? And yeah. I feel like the cover of this one tells me like, okay, this is going to be spicy and it doesn't disappoint. Mm-hmm. Is that right. how you felt, Meg? Yeah, I feel like some of the covers that are illustrated can kind of verge on like clip arty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I was immediately obsessed with the covers for the spoiler alert books. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, give me more of those. Yeah, and then, so yeah, I was like, we we got a copy of your book. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, when was it? Like February? Oh, you had like an early one. Yeah, that's exciting. And and I was like, do I have to wait? Because I was yeah. like, so intrigued by the cover. <laughs> my, my memory is like not so good. So yeah. I was like, I better hold up. Yeah. Oh, that's so wonderful. That's so great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Even when I got mine, I was like, oh, look, like, you know, for it's like, oh, it's a book. Like it's a real, it's a thing I can hold. But then also I was just like, this is really, this is really good looking. I know I'm biased, but I was like, this is like a really, really, really is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, I don't know. I think this was one of your questions, Liz, but I'm just going to go ahead and ask it, which was, um, so when I was thinking about the line, the lingerie line, mm-hmm. um, it was luscious lingerie. Yeah, that's and, it. Yeah. So the Dreamland like sub um, mm-hmm. group. Yeah. Did or did you have any particular like real lingerie lines in mind when you were? Yeah. I was thinking like Fenty to yep. an extent, and then mm-hmm. um, there's one that's called like. Dip, dipsnia or dipsney oh, or something I like that it's also this, yeah. like very dreamlike mm-hmm. and ethereal and like they're very body inclusive so yeah. I, I was just wondering yeah no I mean yeah Savage X Fenty um you know kind of started by Rihanna that is a really that was a really big influence um there's a British brand called Playful Promises and they mm-hmm. do I think they they also sell in the U.S. 
Um, and they do, they're really body inclusive, like a huge range of bra sizes, um, all, all sizes, not even just bras. And yeah, so it was play, play, playful promises. And, and then there is a, like an, a body inclusivity influencer named Gabby Fresh. And she, oh, yes. she has done some lines for pay, playful promises and she's done swimsuit lines for swimsuits for all. Even Ashley Graham has done a couple of collaborations. So it was really like seeing these women who embrace their curves and just really being into wanting, you know, to look sexy. I have a very large cup size. Like I do. And I, I was tired of wearing like beige, black and white bras. And so Mm -hmm. when I, and I was like willing to spend the money, you know, to Mm -hmm. have a bra that looked good and was also inclusive. So even just looking at specific brands, there's one called Alomi that I really love, um, and Panache. Um, and yeah, so it was really just like looking at, like, you know, beautiful women in, in their underpants for a very long time, getting inspiration for this. (laughs) Such a difficult task. I'm looking at the playful promises website right now. And these are, I haven't even looked at the prices yet. Oh, they're very reasonable. Yeah. It's not terrible. Yeah. Yeah, It's fun. They're fun. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that we love to do is we love to do fan casts. And I'm curious if you have any fan casts for any of your characters. This is a really hard question. Um, <laughs> because Cassie is, I, so I, I did, I did have like a private Pinterest board where I was pinning people and there are a couple of, I'm actually going to pull it up right here. Cause I have a whole thing <laughs> if I can find it. Oh my gosh. And I'm trying to see, sorry. I have two very specific fan casts that I have the whole time. I cannot wait to hear. Okay. So, well, Gabby Fresh, who I mentioned earlier was an initial influence. Like I think probably in body size and type, she, Cassie is really close to Gabby Fresh. There's another model. Her name is Tabria Majors. Um, she, I think she won, like it was, there was like an amateur sports illustrated swimsuit cover, like contest a while ago, like six or seven years ago. And she won it and she was plus size. So I think she had like an online cover, but she's really, really, I think just beautiful. And then there's a pinup model. Her name is Jenny Ria. She's French. Her last name is spelled I or R I E U. And she, again, she kind of has the style of like the pinup inspired boudoir inspired um look of cassie as well so Mm. cassie is a mashup reed is also kind of a mashup he is there's an actor named tyler hines he's in a lot of hallmark movies i don't even watch that many hallmark (laughs) movies but i did watch like one and i was like he's very attractive um and he was also in like the later i think the last two seasons of the show letter kenny that came out on hulu a lot of years ago Uh he was he had like a very small role and then he's so it's kind of him and a little bit chris evans kind of thrown in there as well so yeah I, I want to hear totally who you guys though. I want to hear who yours are. Meg, I want to hear yours because I yeah. only have one secondary character who was very clear. Okay. okay. Yeah, I I kind of I didn't have fan casting for the two main characters because I okay. just kind of let them be themselves yeah. in my brain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But um for Dana, I had Tess Holiday in mind. Oh yeah. 
I and like then, that. um, you know, cause she just seems, I don't know, I could see her just embodying that and you mm-hmm. know, she's a model. So, and then, um, for Sam, mm-hmm. I had Patty Harrison in mind. Oh, so, Patty Harrison's in made for love and, um, I'm looking her up right now. I think I know who you're talking about. The What's what is 80 Bryant's show? Uh, shrill. She's in shrill. Yeah. Oh, like, I like her vibe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> very yeah. funny very like sardonic but like <laughs> still very charming so mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked her a lot yeah 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 oh I like that a lot those are great I just had Sam I was okay. picturing Aubrey Plaza the whole time because mm. oh her yeah character of and Rec is very like <laughs> scary menacing <laughs> but yeah so Sam actually is in my mind she so UK R&B singer singer named Georgia Smith she spells her name J-O-R-J-A and then Smith and she like is Sam Mm. (laughs) it's pretty wild yeah and yeah I'm like looking at her right now too and uh yeah she's really cool she has kind of this like she always looks like she's a little bit bored (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is exactly how Sam always looks so. <laughs> but it's like not it's she's bored because you're not interesting enough yeah like, <laughs> totally yep yep that's it that. <laughs> okay so this is kind of a change but I yeah. um I was I had a question about mm-hmm your the dedication to the of, to the book to your mom mm-hmm. yeah where you said that you stole her romance novels when you were far too young yes. and I was wondering what was on her shelf that you were getting into oh my gosh like every single Nora Roberts book that yes. ever existed <laughs> like from so I mean I was I think I was like 10 or 11 when I started just like taking them Mm-hmm. And I mean, so that was the mid nineties and it was just, yeah. I mean, Nora Roberts, I mean, she's the greatest. There's a reason we just call her Nora. You know, yeah. we don't, yeah. She's, That's why she's she, Nora. she owns a town. <laughs> yes, exactly. She literally she owns really? a town. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Boonsboro, Maryland. Uh, wow. it's, it's based, she has like a bookstore. She has a bed and breakfast. I have not been, it's like a dream destination. Uh, but yeah, so it was a lot of Nora Roberts, a lot of Laverle Spencer, um, like kind of all of those big heavy hitters. If I had thought, I mean, I have these two old, um, like she must have belonged to like one of those like mail-in or mailing book clubs because I have like mm-hmm. these hardcover, just beautiful. I'll find it. I'm going to make a note to send you. Cause I took, I did like an Instagram photo shoot with them. It was like the closest I had gotten to being like a book bookstagrammer. That's cool. <laughs> but she it. just, she dropped them off. She was like, here, have these. And I was like, these are like beautiful. Like they're amazing. <laughs> but yeah. So let me write this down and send it to you. Um, That's they were so like, funny. yeah, my grandmother, is the one who had romance novels and so mm-hmm. she had like one very small bookshelf in the whole house <laughs> and one shelf was a very dated encyclopedia set that she would say that she'd hidden like a $50 bill in one of them so we would have oh to my like, go God. through and find them. <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> and then the other the other shelf was entirely Danielle Steele. <laughs> I love like, it. So classic. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. I love your grandma, <laughs> but yeah, my mom, my mom is like, 
my biggest, like one of, um, you know, she's my mom. She's like one of my biggest life influences. And so I think just seeing her read romance and like loving them. And, you know, it's like, if we went to the grocery store, this is when like the Harlequin, like Mm. series books were like Mm -hmm. at the checkout. And so she would just take one. She would just like, as we were checking out the grocery store, she would do it. So, but to be fair, I mean, it is dedicated to Dr. Cheryl R. Jackson and she is, she has her PhD. Like, so there was everything. She was a nurse um, and she has her, her PhD is in. And so it was everything from like medical journals to romance novels and like everything in between was in our house. We were a really big reading house growing up. Um, and my dad read a ton of like every, I mean, we subscribed to Rolling Stone and Sports Illustrated mm-hmm. and Vanity Fair and, you know, just everything. So, I mean, we were constantly reading here. I'm going to send you, I found it. I'm going to send you guys this in the chat. So you would can go. You, would you ever write a medical romance? Oh no, no, <laughs> I don't, I don't know enough about it. <laughs> but you know what I do? I love, I'm one of the last people I think that's still watching Grey's Anatomy. I know it's- You've held on. I have, I mean, I kind of tapered off. I have some from this season that I still need to watch because this season has not been great, but (laughs) um, (laughs) I just, I'm still, I don't know what it is. So I don't know though. I feel like that's a lot of research. Yeah. That kind of scares me. Yeah. (laughs) There's this TikToker who does these great parody series where she's playing all the roles and it's like, you know, like the cool girl and the YA romance. Um, I'll find her account and like it. She did this whole like sci-fi series that was actually really compelling and it was a multiple part, but she does some that are medical romances and she (laughs) just like makes up like, oh, I had to perform a clipboardectomy on the... (laughs) On the yeah. fiddly fig, yeah. Yeah, that's what my <laughs> medical romances would be. It would just be all jibber jabber. <laughs> Can I tell you when I stopped, speaking of digressions, when I yeah. stopped watching Grey's Anatomy, yeah. because it was a very traumatic moment for me, um, the plane crash. Oh God, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. When Lexi died, because mm-hmm. I was a hardcore Mark and Lexi shipper and i've heard this rant oh my god spoiler alert hang on no i'm kidding i'm kidding it was like a decade ago yeah it really was like a decade ago and they had been building up like mark and lexi are going to get back together they're gonna it's Mm -hmm. you know their end game and then she's like coughing up blood she's got a plane on her body And Mark is there. He's saying, like, you don't die today because oh, no. you and I are supposed to end up together. No, it's terrible. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I, yeah. No, I'm I'm right there right now because I I cried so hard that I might have thrown up. <laughs> and then I just never watched Grey's Anatomy again. I mean, that one was a hard one to come back from. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So oh, too soft for it because like this is way early, but when Denny died mm-hmm. with the Catherine Heigl thing, mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? No, so do? okay, we're gonna keep on this tangent for a little while longer <laughs> because the other day I just so I just like you know opened up Hulu and I was like, oh, because we have and we have Hulu Live, and I was like, it's all lifetime. Grey's Anatomy comes on for like a solid four hour block in the middle of the day. 
and I turn it on and it's, you know, the bomb episode, like where there's like a bomb inside a person and Christina reach. She is like the guest, you know, she's like playing some, the one of the EMTs who's like holding it in him from bleeding out. It's a whole thing. But I didn't realize that the bomb episode happens. And then like, there's still more episodes and Denny, like the bomb episode happens. And then Denny dies. Like, <laughs> three episodes later and it's just like that's a lot yeah <laughs> like one season of television <laughs> it's wild it's wild that show oh my god it's gosh. a lot of trauma <laughs> I did jump onto the private practice spinoff mm-hmm. train for a little while and it's then not great I, I hung with it until yeah. it was like a ooh, I'm gonna inject this pregnant woman with like paralyzing serum oh and, like, I didn't cut get her baby out oh my yeah. god so oh I remember that yeah that's yes. terrible yeah that was terrible that's I think around the time when I checked out as well I was like yeah no Fair. no need yeah. to no need to do this <laughs> I'll just enjoy my life yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Totally. so totally. if you were to ask me would you rather watch yeah. Grey's Anatomy again specifically that episode or do anything else <laughs> I would probably pick do anything else yeah but we have a list of would you rathers. Oh my gosh. That, that was the best segue of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So smooth. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> so we're just going to take turns giving you some would okay. you rather questions. And oh, some man. of them, this first one in particular is Meg's favorite. And okay. it's terrible. I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited. It's from 30 Rock, if you've ever watched okay. that yeah. show. Uh-huh. So <laughs> this is like, I asked this to so many people in my life and I don't really know what it says about me, but <laughs> would you rather be single forever and mm-hmm. get to wear whatever you want Okay. or be with love of your life forever, mm-hmm. but you always have to wear a shirt made of their pubes? Oh God. <laughs> wow. I hope my husband's not listening because uh, <laughs> I think I'd be single forever. <laughs> it would be so itchy. And like right now where we are, there's, yeah. there's a literal heat wave happening. Yes, so this would here. be yeah. a really bad time to have a pube shirt. I agree. I mean, I love my husband, but yeah, no, I would be single forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I always kind of wonder, like, can you still date casually, like with the same person in this scenario? But I guess we get to make up the rules. So yeah, they'd have to get choice. past the future. <laughs> it's are, you of going, like, are you going pube shirt or are you going single forever alone? Danielle already answered. So are you asking yeah. me? I'm asking you, Liz. Oh, okay. So my workaround would be like you didn't specify that it has to be like fully pube okay so i'm oh. gonna say like 80 percent cashmere 20 percent pube <laughs> if it were like a tank top a mixed fiber tank top and you just like wove the pubes in and you couldn't tell mm. okay if it were like a variegated thing then maybe oh no, that's go. a pretty big workaround <laughs> I love love. So like be single forever. I know. I don't know. I'm also a hermit. So. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this next one, would you rather go to target wearing the sheer leopard cheeky set from your book, from my book? Yeah. And nothing else Mm. or wearing an outfit fashioned entirely of caution tape 
but you could use as much caution tape as you want. So you could cover as much. Yeah. Yeah. No, it would be caution tape. Um, yeah, I love that. Um, I mean, yeah, no, I would do the caution tape because you, I feel like that could be cool. Like you could line up the letters weird or I feel like that one you can make like a pattern out of. Yeah, it'd yeah. be a fun craft project. I love the caution tape details on the lingerie yeah. and your mm-hmm. book. I thought that was really cute. I would buy that. I'm surprised it doesn't exist. Yeah. So I feel like I need to like find someone to do it. You know, I'm sure yeah. I could find an Etsy seller to like just do a little yeah, one custom. special one or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. With the caution tape, you could even do something like structurally cool, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish I was bold enough to be like, yeah, I'll just wear underwear to the Target. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Liz, what would you do? Yeah. Um, I would do caution tape and I would go like, but like, I don't mind wearing like really bold, loud Mm -hmm. things. So I feel like, you know, caution tape, trench coat. I I wear that to Target. I walked around Target once I got home and I realized that I've been walking around with a twig stuck in my hair because I walked (laughs) my dog and she dragged me underneath a tree. And then I went to Target and People were looking at me funny and I'm like, okay, well, like people You just Target, look really great today. Yeah. <laughs> I go music. home and I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, there's a tree growing out of my head. So <laughs> there's an actual branch sticking out awesome. of my head right now. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay. So my question is with regards to materials for this lingerie line. Okay. If you had to pick one or the other, would you go with the latex, like the liquid latex, mm-hmm. or would you go with a lace material. Oh, I think I gravitate more to lace. Latex seems like it would be, I mean, it looks great. Like when you mm-hmm. see people wearing kind of like latex, like I've seen a lot of like latex, like pencil skirts or even like mm-hmm. crop tops and stuff. Like they look amazing, but I bet they are torture to get oh, in and mm-hmm. out of. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I'd go lacy. Even lace can be, you know, a little like irritating sometimes, but if it's cut the right way, lace all the way. What about yeah. you guys? Yeah, I 100% agree. I love the look of latex, but I'm like, Mm. I'm a sweaty girl. So like, (laughs) I don't know how that is going to go on. (laughs) I think that I'm going to go latex just because it's something I haven't tried. Like I've worn lace and I love Mm -hmm. lace. I love the look of it. But Mm -hmm. latex, I am very intrigued. And I learned from Jenny Nordback's book that what you do is you basically like lube yourself up mm-hmm. to get into the latex and I think that that helps with the yeah. potential like sweaty friction <laughs> yeah I'm having flashbacks to an episode of friends have y'all watched friends oh with the leather pants the leather pants yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pouring baby powder yeah. <laughs> it's just getting worse like forming a paste I okay, love it but I yeah. have thought about the, the lubing up thing oh, that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. that does make sense yeah so I'd try it yeah I like that okay (laughs) so in honor of Sam and Kit yeah would you rather improvise a burlesque show with Mm. an hour's notice (laughs) or put together a Friendsgiving meal with an hour's notice oh Friendsgiving I could do that I love I love a party I love I love a party so yeah I would definitely 
just, yeah, I've done that. Basically. What would you, what would you serve or what have you served at a short notice Friendsgiving? Like a short notice. It's usually like whatever I can go to like Trader Joe's or Costco and just mm-hmm. like all the pre ready-made stuff. So mm-hmm. I think like, man, yeah, if I could go, I'm trying to think what's closer to my house. Trader Joe's is closer. And so I would get, they have the best appetizers. In fact, one wasn't it Thanksgiving? It was like a Thanksgiving or even that wasn't Christmas, but it was like a new, maybe it was New Year's day mm-hmm. where my, our family, we just decided we weren't my husband and my daughter. It's just the three of us in our house. And we were like, we're not going anywhere. We just like made the executive decision. And so, and instead of cooking a big meal, we just, we literally just drove to Trader Joe's and just got everything. It was the best like holiday meal we'd ever had because we were like yeah, so easy. Solid. you yeah. just throw it in the oven and that is it so yeah I mean they've got those really great they've got really great veggie samosas that are mm-hmm. just so good so I'd ha- definitely have those they have um oh this my is gosh. controversial but they had mm-hmm. a pumpkin spice samosa <laughs> last year which I know Ooh, sounds disgusting, yeah but it was like savory spices really like good. cumin and coriander and mm-hmm. stuff it was so good yeah it's just like a winter veg samosa and I I like it would like that year round frankly I think yeah for sure um they also have like their their spinach artichokes dips are like perfect they have one with jalapeno do that with some pretzel bread like yeah I mean you just go crazy yeah so is it the same crowd that you're feeding at Friendsgiving that then you're having to perform your burlesque show in front of? Probably for Friendsgiving. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That is tough. Cause I get stressed out about like feeding people. I get yeah. so worried. I'm not going to have enough food or that someone's yeah. going to be like, have a food allergy to something. That's true. <sighs> I think I'd go burlesque show. Yeah, I think I might too. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. So bold. It's more of like, which is going to induce less anxiety. (laughs) I would be like, okay, how, how messy is my house? How fast can I clean it? Like, am Mm -hmm. I putting together the meal? Because I have no kitchen ability. Mm -hmm. My husband's a chef. Mm -hmm. So like, is he available to put things together quickly and you have an assistant yeah yeah but but a burlesque show like I could do some dance moves real quick to like I don't know I I I feel like I'm a drag queen on the inside so I love it I could do it yeah there's a reason why I like write about it I'm not actually doing it Okay, so this is kind of tied into my next would you rather, okay. which um, really has to do with the situation that Cassie's in in the book, which is, would you rather be in front of the camera or behind mm-hmm. the camera? Because I know for her, it's way out of her comfort zone to be yeah. in front of the camera. And I really identified with the moment when they first start doing a shoot. And um, I think Reed's like really like zooming in or getting like mm-hmm. a certain angle and mm-hmm. she she's like getting tears in her eyes. Yeah. Because like that would be an incredibly vulnerable mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. <laughs> so I just I really identified with that moment quite a bit. Obviously, she becomes more comfortable in mm-hmm. front of the camera. But for you, would you rather be taking the photos or being photographed? Oh, man. I mean, like immediate, my gut reaction was like, no, I want to be taking the photos. But I also think if I'm not like a professional photographer, like it probably is kind of awkward to be like up in someone's cleavage, like taking <laughs> photos. 
Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just like, which would be less? But I think, I mean, I think I would be taking the photos. So I guess I would kind of be in charge. Mm -hmm. So maybe I think that would be better, but I feel like they both would be kind of awkward. Like if you're not the one used to it. So for sure. Yeah. I think taking the, I would, I would want to be the photographer. What about you? Yeah. I think that it takes like a special knack for making people in front of the camera comfortable when mm-hmm. you're a photographer. Like, cause I've been in different weddings where some people yeah. do it better than others and you totally. feel more comfortable yep. or not. So I don't know if I want to be responsible for everyone's discomfort. So I'll probably just be photographed and then it's just me that's uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I would rather be behind the camera just because especially in recent years, I feel like <clears throat> Like the level that I bring to photos I take of other people is not what is given to me when Mm -hmm. people take pictures of me. So I feel like, you know what, I I can pose people and make people comfortable. And I really liked photojournalism class in college. And my professor said that I was really good at portraiture. So I've always been into coming up with concepts for little photo shoots with my friends. So yeah, that's really fun. There's this, so I'm going to put this in the chat, but it's this Instagram account that I found while I was kind of researching and it's a Kansas city boudoir photographer and her account is good bodies KC. And Ooh. she, in a lot of her videos, like a lot of them are very funny, like silly things that she does. She's on TikTok as well, but she, ta- in her posts, like if you read the caption, she talks a lot about that. And so she was actually, um, like one of my inspirations behind, cause that is like, Cassie is known for like her, once her clients work with her, they love how comfortable she makes them mm-hmm. feel. She really uplifts them and makes them right. feel sexy and beautiful and powerful. And, and I took a lot of inspiration from, from good bodies, Casey, when I was going through that. And she has, she does amazing work. So yeah, everyone should follow her. Ooh. In the book, uh, yeah, there's a someone... couple that gets a little too comfortable. Yeah, there is. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Cassie asserted boundaries. Like we've talked about the antics. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I love working with you, but you need to rein it in. Yeah, rein it in. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Which I mean, because if you think I was like, I'm I was very curious about that because of like couples boudoir sessions. And I'm like, what happens when things get like exciting for Mm -hmm. people? (laughs) Like, how do you I did not consent? Yeah. Like, this is your job, but also like, chill out. (laughs) So there's also a house renovation happening in the book. Mm -hmm. So would you rather work on a house renovation or pose in lingerie during a Chicago winter? Oh man. So like the work around here is that Every so often in Chicago, there are like very balmy winter days, Mm. (laughs) which I just made happen all the time in my book. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, it was still cold, but uh, no, I think I would renovate a house. I'm, I'm not the most handy person, but I am good at finding tutorials on YouTube. Mm. Yeah. So (laughs) I would try that. I think. (laughs) What's the most impressive project you've done based on a YouTube tutorial? (laughs) 
Oh gosh, like not nothing. nothing. <laughs> I usually I find them and I like send it like to my husband or to my dad to be like, hey, can you do this <laughs> for like just random stuff? Like my my husband made the desk that I'm sitting at right now. Oh, he's cool. he's like very into that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, so that's what I would do. No, um, I mean in regards to I just like look up. I like to paint. I like to do watercolor painting. Like mm-hmm. so, I just like look at watercolor painting yeah. tutorials. That's like the extent I go to. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Meg, what would you do? Yeah. Having renovated the house from which I am podcasting to you, mm-hmm. I would rather pose in lingerie during a Chicago <laughs> winter <laughs> because I have similarly looked at YouTube tutorials and I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And then I start and it goes fucking so horribly. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dad, can you come help me? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think the, the posing is going to be much more short-lived. That's true. <laughs> than yeah. The renovation. That's yeah. my vote. <laughs> I had a similar experience with home renovation and it was it gave me a lot of anxiety. So oh, I no. think that, yeah. So I think I'm going to have to say I'd put those titties in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> okay. So my next would you rather has to do with some of the secondary characters and okay. really Kit, Sam, and Dana. So mm-hmm. would you rather be in charge of the makeup and hair? Would mm-hmm. you rather be in charge of the wardrobe? Or would you rather do the scheduling and admin and wrangling? Oh man. I think I do wardrobe. I love clothes. I love shoes, especially. Um, I have kind of a shoe problem uh, and, uh, yeah, I think problem really. <laughs> yes, that's true. Or a solution. Yeah. That's, yeah. you know what? I like that reframe. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Uh, and yeah, I would do that. I think I would do like the styling, the overall kind of styling of a, of a photo shoot. Yeah, that would be super fun. So mm-hmm. then that's what Dana does on a, on a regular basis. Yeah, like day to day. Right. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, I mean, realistically, probably the admin stuff based on my <laughs> skill set, but I think it would be really fun to do hair for these, for the, the yeah. mm-hmm. but Liz, you'd probably do the makeup part. Yeah, I think that I'd be into makeup and wardrobe. Wardrobe, if I had like an unlimited budget, Mm -hmm, would be fun. But makeup, I could do a lot with just like $20 at Target. So Love it, yeah. (laughs) So would you rather have a day-long friend date with Sam or with Kit? Oh, wow. That's hard. Probably Kit. Because she is very like, she's nicer. She's yeah, <laughs> very nice. Um, she really loves a brunch. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. a brunch. Uh, yeah, I would I would hang out with it. Not that I don't like Sam, but I feel like she would get a little grating after mm-hmm. about like a few hours. You'd be like, okay, you chill out. Why are you so surly? Um, I'd have to be and- well rested beforehand. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Lots of caffeine first and just ready to take it. Uh, yeah. I would hang out with Kit. I mean, I think Sam would, Sam would be fun to go like out at night with, because I think she'd be like raring to go, but mm-hmm. 
and you know and she would be like yell at everyone who was annoying which would just be amusing but it would kit- be like this with everyone's drink she would yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but kit would be if it was like a day long type of a thing i think kit is like the speed you need like she mm-hmm. loves she loves to luxuriate mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> what about you totally you yeah think? i think yeah. yeah that totally makes sense well i'll just I'll just, again, we're making up the rules here. So we're going to go to brunch with Kit and then I'm going to take a nice long afternoon nap (laughs) and then we're going to go out to the club with, with Sam. Yeah. I think that that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) I think that with Sam, you could do an activity, like go to a movie marathon where Mm -hmm. like you don't have to talk much. So you don't have to worry about saying something stupid that she would like give you the look that you deserved for yeah. the stupid thing you said. Uh, but yeah, you really sold me on Kit would be a more fun hang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Cassie doesn't love a brunch for reasons, but I do <laughs> love a brunch. I love a brunch, yeah. <laughs> okay, this is my last one. Okay. Would you rather spend an evening with your parents where you're in lingerie the whole time or spend an evening with your parents where they're in lingerie the whole time? Oh man. Oh, this is, this is the toughest one. <laughs> Save the worst for last. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't even know. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to start crying. Like thinking about it. It's, so weird. <laughs> it's like so strange. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think I would, I think I would wear lingerie because it's like, you know, there is lingerie that kind of looks like clothing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, as long as I had like a robe of some (laughs) sort, you know, it could even be like a silk robe. I'd be like, no, this is a dress. It's fine. Like, and they would just be like, okay, sure. You know, like they would just be like, you're a weirdo. Get out of here. Like they wouldn't, you know, that's what they would say. They'd be like, you're weird. Get get out of here. I would do what you just said. Yeah. I'm not going to risk like, like, is anyone else around to see whatever it is that they come up with? No. How about you, Meg? I apparently am a pervert because I would have them be in lingerie. And I would use it as an excuse to segue into talking about <clears throat> body neutrality and acceptance, mm. which is something that was not um, the ethos of my house growing up. Yeah, so I think mm. that that could, and it would put them in a vulnerable, a vulnerable position to like have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, maybe I'm just evil, but you, I like that. <laughs> you want to degrade them with the lesson. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There okay. we go. Yeah. <laughs> You're not at liberty to talk about the second book yet, right? No, not too much. Okay. I think I've said what I can say. Okay. And I, it is coming out in 2023. <laughs> like I, I do kind I know the general time but it's not like mm-hmm. specifically set in stone so hopefully in the next you know once the book is out because you know we're we're in the past at this point um mm-hmm. once book one is out hopefully there will be more info about book two soon mm-hmm. after that what is the series name going to be I don't know it's one of those ones where I don't think there's I don't think Berkeley has an official one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of like, I was thinking of like, you know, like fellow Berkeley author, Denise Williams, like her mm-hmm. series, like they're all connected, 
with like side characters and all of that, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have like a full name. And so okay. I think that's kind of similar to what's going on with mine. I call it the accidental series, but I don't think that's official by any <laughs> means. So <laughs> I can't wait for book two. Yay. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, Danielle. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to promote or anything that you've read recently that you want to recommend? Oh, wow. What have I read recently? The minute it's like the, the minute you ask that question, I don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what I recently reread? I reread this graphic novel called The Prince and the Dressmaker by Jen Wang. It's, mm. I think it's a YA and it's set and in like, not Victorian, like turn of the century Paris. And it's about this young woman who's the seamstress and she ends up getting a job being the personal seamstress to like the prince of this far off European country who's living, you know, in Paris hanging out basically. And, but what she comes to find out is that at night he likes to dress up in women's clothing and is kind of like, um, a precursor to being a drag queen. And so she creates these very lavish, amazing over the top looks. And it's one of those, like, is he going to get found out? And will he still be a part of the Royal family? You know, are they going to kick him out of the Royal family? And she's like, she wants her designs to be known, but if people find out who she is, then they'll like put two and two Mm, together. And it's this whole, it's such, it's like one of my comfort reads. It's a book that I go to, like when I feel like I'm in a reading rut. Um, it looks so cute the cover is gorgeous and then like yeah there's a preview of the first few pages and it's really good um what did I just so one of the issues I have is that I so I work in a bookstore and (laughs) I have a, a book podcast. So I read a lot of books early. So I'm like, where's the book? Oh, okay. I read fake it till you bake it by Jamie Wesley. It's contemporary romance. It's about a woman who was on a reality TV show, kind of like the bachelor. And when she she makes it to the end, but she says no to the proposal. So everyone in America hates her. And she gets involved with an NFL player who also owns and operates a cupcake shop (laughs) and when they start she starts working there and like people see them together and I think they they must like they get caught like not it's like they're not kissing or holding hands or anything Mm -hmm. but like people see them and people are like oh you're dating that's so cool and so like her public image is more positive now and then people start going to the cupcake shop more and and so they have there's like a fake dating element um it was really, really cute. It was, it's Jamie Wesley's debut. I believe it comes out in June and yeah, or it I'm is all- June 21. Perfect. So. Yeah. 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 So it was, it was so fun. It was a quick read. I read it in like over a weekend. It was delightful and it has a really pretty cover. It does. And again, it's got like, it looks sexy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it is sexy. And it's I love really, the idea. It's very cute. Of a big football player making mm-hmm teeny little cupcakes (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's really good and there are like two other guys and I'm assuming the other like if there are more books um it will be about them and they're all yeah NFL players (laughs) big and cupcakes (laughs) 
I found that they're the romance, the romances I read where the heroes are like into sport, are like mm-hmm. the closest to sports that I really get. Yeah. So they'll like whip out some knowledge about sports based on a romance <laughs> that I've read. And like, yeah, I know things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a soccer game. Like mm-hmm. once a week, though. I go to a soccer game like twice a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's women's soccer, and that's why I'm okay with it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> so we will have links to where people can get the book. We don't know if this is releasing right before or right after it comes okay. out, but at some point you either pre-order the book or <laughs> pick up the book if it comes out afterward. And the Fresh Fiction podcast will link to that. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, and we'll have all our links that I can never remember on the spot in the show notes as well. <laughs> Until next time, air kisses.